I can't stop thinking about him. He's hot. He's the one I think about. Sorry, into him. I believe in love, love, love. All right, guys, it's the second last week of La Batch Recap. Um, and God, so much happened this week. Kidding. Quick episode. Basically, last week we found out that Brooke was coming back. She came back last week. She was all excited. She got the final single take. And yeah, let's get straight into it because this episode has literally one page of notes. So that just you look re- hella excited right now, Abby. I just am like wanting. I'm wanting more spice, slam. I'm wanting more drama. I'm wanting. Well, me too. I don't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I like obviously I've enjoyed this season, but I'm a bit like, you know, the drama all came in week two weeks ago. That was like, and I couldn't even get a breath in. But I don't get why Channel Ten. I don't get why we've done the three episodes per week during the most dramatic episodes, and then now we've got like two episodes. Like, like babes, I get you had to like compress it, but like give me more drama, Let's pepper it through. So this week we had, well, let's do a little bit of like a, a little bit of a cliffhanger. Lily and Ash went home this week. I mean, okay, they weren't really in the episode. Uh, by the way, I also talked to Carly at the end, which is tragic. It's so upsetting. We love Carly. Lem loves Carly. I love Carly. She's I think be- she's hot as well. She's so hot. She's so beautiful. Like I walked in the room, I went for a wee and I was like, oh my God, Carly's so hot. She's like, what was that? And I was like, oh, you're just really pretty. <laughs> so Brooke has a single date. Let's start off. Single date. And she says, I swear to God, she said, abstinence makes the heart grow fonger. Fonger. <laughs> <laughs> Me making fun of her for messing up. <laughs> Instant karma that was. Oh, abstinence makes the heart grow fonder. And it's like, did you think it was abstinence? Because true. Or did you think it was absence? Which also true. So either way, maybe she's just maybe she's just putting it together because they are being abstinent right now in this show. So I'm hoping like she was doing a little double entendre, little play on words. They're doing Pilates at the top of the Westfield pin thing in Sydney. It's so oh, it's so boring. Like so Jimmy's like, I want to act like this is a normal Sunday morning, you know. So usually I do like a bit of like a Pilates and then like fun. But do you do Pilates at the top of the Westfield pin? I mean, a little fucking on Pitt Street. I don't know where it is actually, guys. I'm new to Sydney. But like, okay. And they're in harnesses. You can't do Pilates in harnesses. It's so confusing. I'm like, they really could have saved their money and just done a cute Pilates class like in Centennial Park or something. Like next time, Bachelor, get me on budgeting. Because we could have used that money to inject some drama somewhere else. <laughs> I know you could have paid me to go in for an episode and fuck shit up. So you would fuck shit up. I would fuck shit up. They should next season. I should be just put in the mansion for a couple of days and just like cause drama and go around and be like, oh my god, gee, what she said about you? That's so fucked. And they'd all tell me everything because they all like they all would trust me inherently, and I would take that trust and I would crush it. Making TV, baby. <laughs> Anyway, so she's from Melbourne. So he's like, I want to show her how amazing Sydney is because I want her to be open to moving here from Melbourne, right? Because he hasn't said that he wants people to move to him, but he's like, I would obviously rather stay in Sydney. And that is pretty fucking obvious because Melbourne sucks. So it's like, trigger warning, Melbourne sucks. Like, there's only a certain amount of good, like, how good a coffee is, plateaus. (laughs) Same with pasta. Everyone's like, but the Italian in Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, but also like toddies. 
Like, come on. Like, I just think it's so wanky. I mean, I think people in Melbourne are the fucking tits. That's a thing. The f- people that I've met that are from Melbourne are fucking creme de la creme. The art scene is incredible, yes. I have to say. Yes. And the people are very that I know are all so creative and so intelligent and, like, so fun and interesting and have the most best – so I get that element. But when people try and convince me, they don't say, oh, but the people are great from Melbourne, they say the coffee. And I'm like, bro, I've had coffee before. Like, I've had a flat white in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne, and it isn't that different. And when I was on The Bachelor, I would be like, yeah, I'd move to Melbourne with Matt. You know why? Because I'd been once. And I regret saying that. I take it back. That is the one thing everyone's like, she actually moved to Melbourne. You know what? Now I realise I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't win. Also, speaking of Melbourne, I just, <laughs> I just, I was like, delete. Have you had breakfast? No, I, I actually haven't eaten today, but I'm fucking angry. But not angry. This is, and this isn't Melbourne's fault. <laughs> Whose fault is it? Is it Gladys? Is no, it ScoMo? Oh, everything's Gladys's fault. So yeah, it's Gladys and ScoMo's fault. No, okay. So I think as a society, as an Australian society, we need to stop bullying Americans into saying Melbourne. I'm sick of it. Let them say Melbourne. You know why? You know why? Because it's written like that. It's written like that. And also, everyone, do you know how annoying and gross it is when you hear an American say in a sentence like, with their normal accent in Melbourne, it's like so try hard. It's like get a grip. It's like if I went to New York and I was like, yeah, so today I was on the subway in New York and like why am I adding an accent? I just say New York. They don't correct me on that. I also think it's because we enjoy bullying Americans as Australians because my Scottish friends never got corrected on that. All right, so then they go to get coffee because coffee is so Melbourne and, and Jimmy was like, and this woman is one of the top latte artists in the world. That's exciting. All right, so Brooke then says that she is really blessed that Jimmy involved coffee because he knows how much she loves coffee, and it's like, babes, the bar is on the fucking floor. Like, it's like, oh, my God, he took me to the Fiji water distillery because he knows how much I love water. Like, you know what I mean? It's like we all love coffee. And then she says coffee is a huge part of her personality. Babes, we're clutching at straws. Uh Anyway, and then during their intimacy, their little, like, chat on the couch afterwards, fast forward, Jimmy's like, did you hesitate about coming back? Which is a random question to ask. It makes me feel like the producers told him to ask that. So she says there were a few red flags, that she saw some pap shots of the other girls and now she feels insecure. And I'm like, babes, you knew this was happening. So, uh... So I had Ash and Lily on the podcast, obviously. So I asked them how they felt about the way that Brooke described the date because she also said it's super sexual, which felt to me low-key slut-shaming. So I asked Lil, I asked Ash, and here are the answers. For me, it was the tone of how it was brought up. Like she implied that our relationship was basically just purely sexual chemistry and it was so much more than that. I don't know why you need to bring up another girl. That's just me. I understand if she is insecure about those things and she needs to voice them, but I just don't know if that was really the time or the place. The thing that I find really interesting about this season is the girls are all like low-key shaming each other for passing Jimmy. They're all like, yeah, she loves to kiss him. Yeah, babe. It's been two and a half months, no vibrator. Are you not allowed vibrators in the mansion? That um, is what I want to know. Okay, so you're allowed, but you don't think that when you go in. Like, you're not going to be like, I'm going to take my fucking Abby X Bush available now. Link in show notes. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going <laughs> to. 
I'm not going to take my vibrator in with me, like, because you get your, you get your bag searched when you come in in case you bring in, like, contraband, like, but that's, like, heroin, not, like, vibrators. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, you can't have sexual. It's not, it's not, like, Catholic boarding school, but you think that. So, anyone going on, you can take a vibrator in. And if I went in again, I would. That'd be fun to go in again, wouldn't it? Because I just wouldn't give a fuck. I just think still your idea of you coming in and fucking shit up is just gold. I think they should take you up on that. That's think- just my opinion purely as a producer, which I know a bit about. So you ch- you- She's pretty fucking good. Lem makes... Also, guys, just so you're aware, I just want to shout out to Lem. Sometimes this episode... She's like, stop it. Sometimes... Leave this in, Lem. Some- leave- if you take the time, it's so angry. <laughs> I can't do. I'm just infected with Australian tall puppy shit. Le- like, I can't. Fucking leave it in, Lem. <laughs> okay, all right. No, Lem sometimes... Well, like every time. The episode, honestly, sometimes, and she also edits the normal It's Slot episodes as well, right? So there are times where I record an episode and it is so bad that I leave and I'm like, should we not have an episode this week? And then she edits it and it sounds really good. And it's like the most shared ones. You guys like, love this chat. And I'm like, what? What? So just shout out to Lem. We love her. Accept it. Shower with it. Thank you. <laughs> we love Lem. So you can thank Lem for the entertainment, not not me, because she's the one who's getting things yeah, right. She's the one that keeps things on track. Um, yeah, it's really weird. They're all like, he's passionate. Like, what the fuck? Just girls, go have a maz. All right, group date time. It's a bit hard to explain over uh, a voice medium because it's photos. They have photos of themselves, and it's like they've made their faces symmetrical, so like left and left together. And it's, like, really funny. And, oh, this is really funny. And I don't really get the point of it. They spend a lot of money on these big placards with their fucking faces on it. And I'm like, okay. And, like, oh, my God, we look so weird. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah. Anyway, uh, like, that's literally it. And then they have they have this lady who reads faces. Have you gone to one of these people before? Yeah. No, no, no. Bitch. I have. And it was very accurate. And then I got, I got the lady to read my ex-boyfriend's face as well. And it was very accurate. You can, like, apparently, like, again... Guys, I don't really want to know this information, so no one DM me correcting me. Apparently, it's something like, disclaimer, like your left side is your mum and your right side is your dad or something, and then it shows personality traits and, like, you can see, like, I don't know, you can see certain, like, compatibilities. Anyway, this lady is, like, a face reader. Interesting. And when I got it done, it was really accurate. So, I don't know. I think it's good. Basically, again, nothing interesting happens, but she says something that I thought was funny was the woman said to Ash and... Ash and Jimmy get their, <laughs> get their face red. And she said, oh, God, your foreheads are just screaming at me. The insecurity I would get. Your forehead is <laughs> screaming at me. Beluga energy. That's why I'm called a beluga, because my giant fucking bulbous forehead. If I went on this show and someone said, your forehead is screaming at me, oh, my God, I'd be like, get the show therapist on the phone immediately. I'd leave. I'd be, like, I'd be like, nah, my my forehead's screaming. Are you fucking serious? Lem has a beautiful little small forehead that I'm eyeing <laughs> off now. I'm just not comfortable she's, today with this. She's got a beautiful... Complimentation. I know. She, your forehead... Complimentation your, isn't a word, though. No, it's not. Idiot. See, that make you feel better? <laughs> Actually, you balanced it out. Thank you. No worries. So then it's Brooke's turn. Brooke also has a small forehead, which is nice for her. So the lady says Brooke is independent and then Brooke is like, um, I'm actually not. She's like, I'm independent in like normal life, but I'm really dependent in relationships, which is like, that sounds like it needs like, uh, like a chat with a counselor or something. 
I guess people have different attachment styles, but to say, to be so aware that you're dependent in relationships, I guess you're self-aware, so that's a good thing. But I'm just like, I wouldn't, I don't know. How do you feel like someone's saying I'm really dependent in relationship? That's just like, I feel like if you're at that stage, are you ready to be on a show like this? If I was on the show and someone, said, and someone was like, oh, I'm really dependent, I'd be like, get away from me, get into therapy, see ya. I mean, like, yes, yeah, so it's like a bit like a red flag, but it's like no one really cares about it. Anyway, cocktail, cocktail. It's a cocktail party. It's the hometown cocktail party. And like the fear, the panic, the, you know, the girls are shitting themselves. They're like, oh my God, will he meet my family? It's so weird. Because in the show, like hometowns is like a big like milestone. And who, who really cares if you go home now or next week? Like, wouldn't you rather him not meet your family? Like I always said my ideal was to come fifth because you can like test out if you have a connection enough and you could know that there is or isn't something there. But then at least you don't go to hometowns. Like everyone's second is the best. No, it's fucking not. Sorry, everyone. But I guess you are listening to this podcast, so maybe it is. So Brooke is now worried about like her moving to Sydney and the hours that Jimmy works. And it's like, babes, have you not thought of this before now? So Ash and Brooke are having a conversation about this and the girls are all like, dude, like what the fuck? Why haven't you spoken to him about this before now? Like you've been texting while you've been away. You've had two single dates. You've had extra Like what the fuck is going on? You've every cocktail party. So I asked Ash and Lily what they thought about this whole conversation around Brooke and the hours and the independence. That whole chat that I was had, like counselling her, Yeah, I was trying to tell her she needs to like voice it tonight if she, because she hadn't voiced it on the first day. And I was like, Jimmy and I got all of that out first go because I was like, I'm not going to be here if I'm not compatible with you. I don't have time mm. to waste. Don't want to waste your time, Jimmy. Let's just work it out. And she kept going, I just want to spend time with him. You know, I just want to enjoy each other's company, especially when she came back. You know, I was trying to encourage her, like, you need to tell him this. Mm. And then it came, push came to shove. And I was like, look, either I'm going to go home or someone else is going to go home because he doesn't know this about you. And he thinks that, you know, you are like independent, everything that he wants in a woman. And you have this concern. So that's why I was really pushing for her to voice that. But it was Mm. just too little, too late. So then Lily is talking to Jimmy. They're having like a DNM about how she feels. Because last week, you'll remember, Lily had like a full-on breakdown during the cocktail party and almost left and was super, super duper upset. And I think she's trying to explain herself. And at this stage, I just like to flag, interrupting makes no sense because I don't really ever give a fuck if anyone interrupts. I don't think it's rude or who cares. It's the point of the show. But at this point, you literally have, you're sat there for like two and a half, three hours because they need content for an episode. You are at least filming for that long. You're going to get a chance to talk to him. You just wait. Like you literally just hang around and just wait for him to come and grab you. Like it's not, it's no longer cutting in. So Brooke had a whole single day during the day. And then because she hadn't spoken about what she needed to during the day, she then panics and is like, I need to talk to him. But that was Ash's fault because she encouraged her to do it. So Ash admitted that in our chat. So Brooke finally gets to talk to Jimmy and she is crying and she's overwhelmed. And she's like, I know that Jimmy's right for me, but you know, our lifestyles are different because I don't know what she's, I think she's like a nine to five vibe job. Um, and he's obviously a pilot. And she says to Jimmy that she wants someone who will be there like physically. And he's like, well, I want someone that's independent. His goal is to do long haul flights. So he would be away. He he said he'd be on five days, then back for five days to a week or two weeks sometimes. So it's like, he's like, when I'm back, I'm back, but I will be gone for periods of time. You need to be independent. And isn't this the idea? I want to date a pilot. Doesn't that sound ideal, Em? Yeah, I think so. 
Like knowing about, oh, but not when you have kids. Sorry, I have to say that it is fucking hard to well, like leave you for five days with the kids. Save that thought for hometowns. I want to talk to you about this. Okay, I actually like ask him. Okay, so yeah, and she's like, I'm worried about moving, and she's like, I fall into relationships really easily, and it's like, no fucking shit. And she's like, I don't really want to move to Sydney, and I have about film moving to Sydney. And I'm like. Mm. Why haven't you discussed this before hometowns? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, haven't you spoken about, even just in terms of, like, the logistics of the show, the producers are forcing you to have these conversations earlier on so they have interesting content and also, I think, conspiracy theory vibes so that they can catch you out later down the line and have footage of you saying something early on. You know what I mean? And you're changing your mind. Because also, I just want to flag, it is possible to change your mind throughout the show. Like, if you would do something for someone. On the first night of meeting someone, imagine if, like, you met someone at a bar and the first like, would you do to Perth for me? And it's like, uh, no, can't. And then you get to throw them and you're like, actually, like, I, w- I would consider it. Guys, people change their minds. Like, it's fine. But a random person? Pass. Anyway, so then she's like, I think there would need to be a compromise. And it's like, but he works the whole thing is he works till quote unquote 11 p.m. That's the whole thing. Is that even when he's doing domestic flights, it's 11 p.m. is like the end time. I don't get why, but I guess I'll trust him. And she's like, I want someone to eat dinner with. Do you have friends? I know. I think because I'm so independent, I'm like repulsed by this. I'm like, I live alone. I have dinner alone most nights and I'm not ever like really sad. I'm not like, it's not like a stereotypical like single girl in her like pajamas being like, oh my God, I'm so sad. Like eating out of like a Chinese box. You know, like like, those, those like, those like in like Sex in the City, but like, the Chinese food boxes, like no baby, I'm just like, having a good time and like masturbating, and, like watching Real Housewives. Like it's fucking sick. Like, the fuck? Oily noodles provide an excellent lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> Oily noodle based lubricant. A noodle-based lubricant slurped. <laughs> so Jimmy's like, dude, I can't change my job. Like, I'm not sure what you want me to do here. Like, how do I compromise? I can't just, like, not go to my shift. Like, I'm not a fucking, like, I don't work in a hospital. I can make a cool. I'll try and get a job working mornings then. It's like, he's like, I'm a fucking pilot, bro. Like, I'm not sure if anyone has noticed, but he actually is a pilot. We haven't spoken about it enough. So then there's a rose ceremony and Ash and Lily go home. So I asked them how they felt about that. I was expecting it. I felt that whole week I was just so off and I knew Jimmy and I might have been on different pages and so I was, like, obviously quite sad about that but I just knew and there was something in me I'm like, this is done. Mm. Like, I know he's sort of moving on with other girls and that's fine. This is what we signed up for. But, yeah, I knew that I was going to go home for sure. Yeah. Were you Devo or were you, like, I already processed it during the week? I think the girls will vouch for this. I was really upset during the week and Mm. I think I processed it all then. And then, yeah, once I got home, there was a bit of that, like, oh, my God, like, for a day. And then I was like, okay, like, it's fine. It just didn't work out. It's okay. There was a high chance it wasn't going to work out anyways. Yeah. How about you, Ash? Yeah. I think I was more frustrated because I knew how compatible Jimmy and I were long-term and lifestyle. And I was sitting there listening to Brooke, who I knew that, you know, she wasn't going to come back and then go home a week later. So I was realistic about it. But not that you guys saw it much, but I did build a connection with Jimmy and like our chats and that. And, you know, there was affectionate. And I think that I was hoping that, you know, I could take him to hometowns. And it really hit me, I think, the second day I got home more so I kind of was upset like that day Mm. I I had a feeling especially seeing Brooke come back that everyone was kind of pushed down the line hometown time Carly is up first 
And this hurts me to recap because Carly goes home. I'm so sorry, everyone. And they're at some vineyard. It's really pretty. It's like a perfect wedding venue. It's getting me in the fields. I have like a nice little wine together. Carly sees her parents. They seem so lovely. And she says the person that he needs to watch out for is her brother because he's, I think, eight years older than her. And I think it's his wife comes with him or his partner at least. And his, his wife is so – like she seems like the nicest – She's like, hi, lovely. Like, she's so nice. And the brother is literally like, you know that emoji that's just like the flat mouth? And like, that's literally the brother. And he's like, he looks like a clone that's turned off. Like, he doesn't have a minute of patience for Jimmy. They're talking and Jimmy says he likes that Carly is calm and has stability. And he also says that she's predictable. So I asked Carly, how did you feel about Jimmy saying you were predictable because honestly if someone said it to me not that they ever would but that that's delusional for me to think someone would say oh you're so calm stable and predictable if they did though oh god the offense carly how did that feel babes in that moment i remember being a bit like hmm and you saw me go is that a good thing yeah um but i actually knew what he meant i think like you saw him on the camping trip how he wanted to pull me aside to to hang out because i was out of the drama and that was kind of me throughout the whole thing I was that girl who was friends with everyone. But that's just me. So I think he knew that I wasn't worrying about the girl dynamic stuff so much and I was actually there just to have a great time and to get to know him, hopefully find love. So I think he just knew that I was a bit of a safe space for him and I guess he could lean on me when he was really struggling or stressing out about the drama that was happening in the mansion. So Mm -hmm. I think when you said predictable, what he was really trying to say is she won't fly off the handle and she won't lose her shit. Yeah. So he knew that he could kind of rely on me to be that pillar of strength for him or something. Ryan, Carly's brother, is like, let's have a chat, mate. Ryan's like, calm, predictable. That's not like an ideal romantic partner. Like, that's a bit weird. I think it is nice to have someone calm, predictable, but I think when someone says, what do you like about this person? And your first answer is, they're calm and predictable. It's like that thing that I always like say. It's like, if someone asks you what you like about your partner and you say things that relate to how they make you feel, probably not ideal. I wouldn't say predictable, no. It no. means boring. It like, means boring. Like, in another way, yeah. Yeah. And I think even saying, like, calm and stable, they're good, they're great features to have and want, but I think they lower down. You'd be like, oh, they're really intelligent. Oh, I find them really interesting. That's, like, number one. And then you go, and also... They're really, I agree. I feel calm around them because they're, yeah, right? It's like a yes. secondary. It shouldn't be like, they make me feel fine. It's like, okay, so they, but what do you like about them? That doesn't, sorry, Jimmy, sorry to roast you. But to be fair, Carly, I, Carly is pretty calm. <laughs> Very reasonable. Very level-headed. She's so she? good. She's fucking great. So I asked Carly how she felt at hometowns because she seemed so calm and I was shitting myself. So Carly, what's the deal? Up until that point, I was smooth sailing, but genuinely that I was just, I just didn't feel like jealousy with the other girls. I just felt so different to everyone and just happy to be like in my own lane. But then after hometowns and uh, being in the hotel with my mind, I was just like, what is going on with me? I was just like, yeah, I was, I was just falling apart. It was really strange. But yes, yeah, so I think leaving was kind of what I needed because I was like, oh, got it. Like I always trust, oh, I should, I, in hindsight, I always know I should trust my gut, and I felt like that was that that same moment. Yeah. I, so, are you glad you glad you went home when you did? Yeah, I am. The other women were falling hard and fast, and don't get me wrong, I definitely had strong feelings for him. He's amazing. He's such an awesome dude. But I was nowhere near where the other women were. I think maybe it's because I'm in my thirties or something. I don't know. But I was being a little bit more practical and pragmatic about it. And, 
wanting to actually make sure that our lives would work and that we would have a family if that's what we wanted and you know we knew where we were going to live and I wanted to tick off lots of things rather than just be like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. I'm gushing. Mm. Like In my 20s, I was the gushing girl, but I think now I've got too many things to think about. I've got a really good career, so how would that look? How do mm. we make that work? So I just had – I think I had so many more questions than some of the others did maybe. So leaving when I did was good because I wasn't completely heartbroken. I was obviously really sad about it, but I knew it was right. All right, Jay's hometown is next and she's nervous because of the rumours that went around about her not being there for the right reasons and that makes complete sense that she would be nervous about that. So her dad's flown over from New Zealand. Her dad seems so sweet. Like she said to Jimmy, she was like, he'll be so lovely and he was so, he made like a prawn curry for them. So nice, I loved it. So her friend asks why he came in the experience and she was like, don't give me a standard response, which is so good because I'm like, yeah, because, oh, to find love. Shut up. No, you didn't. Like, you could go to the Beach Road Hotel. What the fuck? Like, oh. Anyway, he doesn't say that. He's like, I had time off work. It came up. I thought, why not? Which I think is a good answer. It's not like he's like, oh, I was dying to find love and this was the only way, which is what a lot of bachelors usually say. So she then does something very smart. And I'm not saying this was manipulative. I'm saying it's fucking smart. At dinner, she's like, yeah, there were rumors about me not wanting kids, which is crazy, right? Like, but I don't think it was manipulative. I think I think she just wanted to preface it because she's panicking that they're going to be like, oh, I don't know. We've never spoken about it. We've never – I don't think she was lying. But I think it's like she's like, guys, just throw on. I don't fuck this up for me. I want kids, remember? Please remember that I want kids. Like, also, imagine if your friends were like, no, you don't. Like, test your friendship. If my friends – I could literally be like, guys, to my friends, I love Melbourne, right? And they'd be like, loves it. Tried to move there. Couldn't because it was too good. She had too much fun. The coffee was great. The coffee. She loves the coffee. She also thinks that it's the best meals in Australia. She fucking loves Melbourne. Yeah, and she also loves when Americans say Melbourne. So she's a, she actually has a Pinterest board just Melbourne, Melbourne. And that's what my friends would do. So like, fuck it out. And again, no one comes for me being like, on your back, on your season adventure, you said you wanted to move. I did want to move to Melbourne. I was 23 and in love with the guy. Leave me alone. I wanted to. But in hindsight, I'm glad that I fucking didn't. I've been a few more times. Every time, it's stress. But actually, one more Melbourne point. Are we going back to Melbourne? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 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 I literally. <laughs> Fuck, that was funny. Lem, so upset. Um, all right. So, like, the, the, the friends know to lie. That's fucking great. Not lie. The friends know to lie. Just confirm. And then the friend goes and talks to Jimmy. And she says that she's dated someone, that Jay, the JJ, has dated someone in the past who was in the public eye and was really heartbroken by him. So, she's like, are you here for fame? Because Jay was really heartbroken. Jimmy then gets a bit narcissistic. And he's like, again, love you, babe. Like, love you. But, like, calm the fuck down. I feel like when people are... The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, because all they're talking about is themselves for months on end. It's a red flag. She is here for fame. And it's like, no, her friend is saying she doesn't want fame and that she's really scared she's going to get hurt by you because you want fame. Like, you're saying, oh, I'm assuming she wants fame. It's like, well, you're also on the show. You're actually the main person. So, like, and I don't think he's there for fame, but, like, it's an element to it. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Like, so at this point, I'm like, back off, JJ. Back off. 
And also he's like, oh, I have, she hasn't told me about this. And it's like, why would she? Why would she bring up exes in the limited time she has with you? Why would she be like, and then I dated this guy, and then I dated this guy, and this guy was the Bachelor in New Zealand, and then I dated it because it was a Bachelor in New Zealand she dated. And then I dated this guy and this guy. And it's like, that's weird. Also, like I was saying before, she could have come on the show being like, this is a great opportunity for my career because the friend says that she wants to be a presenter. And Jimmy's like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. It's like, okay. She might have. She didn't know who you were when she came on the show. This thing, you don't know who they are. You come on and have some absolute pleb and you're like, okay, well, I'll just stick this out and like try and get a career out of it. Or you can go on and be like, I actually really like this person. And I, I don't get how, like, whether or not she wants to be a presenter or she wants to be a nurse, like, she still can have real feelings for you. I don't, like, she wouldn't use you at this point. Like, you've met her family. Like, calm down. Anyway, when they say goodbye, Jimmy doesn't say anything. He's like, I'm just not going to ask her. And to be honest with you, a few things have been coming up and he's like, I'm just not going to talk about it yet. Bro, it's a point of the show. I want to watch you have confrontations every single episode. Bring up your feelings. Be a bit unreasonable and watch them just crumble because they can't say anything back to you. Like, you will win the argument. Like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> anyway, then he's like, bye. I'm like, oh, bye. I can't handle this. Like, I'm just so worried about this now. Next is Holly. They're in love. The family is so nice. Holly's so gorgeous. Like, yep, cute. I don't really have anything interesting to say about this, except her friend makes a really good point. Her friend Sam, who was wearing a very nice dress from Shona Joy, side note. I was like, I put my dress, like, where is this from, everyone? Shona Joy. She asked Jimmy, she's like, well, you know, I know Holly wants to be a mum. And I'm just worried about if you're a pilot, like, it's fine. She's independent and she can be alone when you guys don't have kids. I'm sure she'd love it. Like, she wants to, you know, spend time with her friends and, you know, she's great with that. But kids. Lem, thoughts on dating a pilot and then having kids where they're gone for... She'd be a single mum for... Fuck no. Yeah, really? No. It's fucking hard. People who don't have kids don't know what it takes. It's only after that moment that it comes out of your vagina or you get with somebody who has kids, <laughs> like in my case, mm. that you realize that you cannot... You just don't have your life anymore, like, completely as yourself. Mm. But it is the most wonderful thing in the world. It's a decision somebody, everybody has to mm. make. People do it on their yeah. own, and I respect that. I think your mum did Yeah, right? my mum's a single mum, yeah. I mean, so much respect for single yeah. parents. So much. But if you have the option of being there, my God, like... Yeah. Five days, he said, though? He says five days. Yeah, that's what he's kind of saying. I mean, obviously it would change, but he said, like, five days I'd be gone. And then I'll be back for like five days to a week. When he's back, is he's he back, back without any work? Okay, yeah. that changes things. That that might work. If he's good in bed and that, okay. If he's good in bed and that! Yeah, if he makes her come, then like, I guess, yeah. Like, that's why I was like, I was like oh, that, that would be really hard. But then when he's back, she then can be like, great, well, so yeah. He, he did say, though, he was like, I, because her friend was like, you know, but when you're back, are you going to do things like make the lunches, do the school pickup and the drop-off? Are you going to take care of them and then Holly can go and do other things? Like, Or is it going to be your, your team when you're – because then she is full-time. And he's like, no, 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 I want, to, I want to be involved in the kids' lives in that way. And I think it would make you want, want to be with your kids as much as you can if you were away for five days at a time, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. I yeah, can imagine. It's just that you won't be the primary figure. No matter what you do, you won't be the primary one because you're not there all the time. That's just the truth of it. The, oh, God, the harsh truths for me. <laughs> just... Oh, my God. I can't wait. I, honestly, any pilots out there, hit me up. I like your schedule. All right, so now it's Brooke's hometown. They're in Melbourne. I'm not going to start again, but they are in Melbourne. 
she says she's so like I almost said she's so weird. She just says like the weirdest shit. Like I think she's just nervous, but she like comes up with the weirdest shit. And it's things that you say when you're like, and then you say it and you automatically go, fuck. Like she goes, Yeah, I think that we had too much coffee the other day. Mm, it's not heroin, it doesn't stay in your system for weeks on end. It's just coffee. You can have more than one coffee a month. I'm not sure. For a coffee lover, and that coffee's your personality. Anyway, anyway, I just want to bring it up. So they don't have any coffee. So when they're walking to like, all they do is like stand in a gondola. Is that a gondola? No. What's it called? Gazebo? A gondola? <laughs> Jimmy's like, yeah, babe. Like, what's the deal with like, obviously he didn't say it like this. This isn't, this isn't verbatim. Just prefaces. He's like, yeah, babe. Like, what the fuck was up with you saying to me? Like, that our rosters like don't align. Like, I can't change my job. Like, it's really random. Like, what the fuck? And she's like, yeah, I just thought that means you can compromise. And it's like, yeah, but like, I can't. So then they're fucking standing in the fucking, let's call it a gondola because that's funny. They're standing in a gondola on the waters uh, of Venice and she's, she, I actually can't stand it. She, I actually can't even say it out loud. She feeds him the chocolate eclair. She feeds him the chocolate eclair. Yuck. People that feed each other. I was on a date once with this guy and I really liked him. And he, oh my God, I was so hungry and I was making dinner. And no, I'd order dinner. So he put on some like dinner rolls in the oven to eat because I hadn't eaten all day because I was really busy. It's like 7 p.m. I hadn't eaten yet. And he was like, oh, well, we'll put some oven rolls in. I was like, and then they got out of the oven. Wow, this story is so boring. And they, then the guys, then, so then we pulled the chair out of the oven and then we turned the oven off. And then we put the, <laughs> anyway, then he cut, up, he cut up a fucking oven roll and put some butter on it and like wouldn't let me eat it myself. Like just like fed it to me. And I was like, I don't, like, get angry at people. Like, I get angry at things, but I don't get, like, in person, I don't, like, have a go. I was like, dude, fucking stop. Like, I was like, don't force feed me butter and dinner rolls. While that is delicious, it feels like I'm a baby. It's, like, it's so embarrassing. It's, like, humiliating. It's, like, come here. Come and eat hear the airplane. It's, like, yuck. So, when I saw this, I had a visceral reaction. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch her feeding him a chocolate eclair. It was fucking disgusting. Anyway, they meet the family. Her family seemed really nice. And we're talking about Brooke here, right? Oh, yeah, Brooke. Yeah, we're still at Brooke. She's like, it's she, just like, fuck. She's saying that they have playfulness that the other girls don't have, like Jimmy. And it's like, how do you know? Also, aren't you the one that was insecure about the other girls having playfulness with Jimmy? I'm so confused. She's like, we don't have any, you know, like, we're very special. And it's like, yeah, that's great. I love that you're confident in your connection. But then a minute later, she's crying about the other girl's connections. And it's like, pick a lane. Be depressed or be confident. Choose. Cut me both. Her sister is like, yeah, like, calm down. Like, okay. Like, he has connection with other girls. Like, stop being, like, you need to, like, take a step back and, like, have a breather. Like, you, there are still three other women here. And... I literally wrote down, dude, you aren't secure enough to be on this show. I'm like, it's just not. Like, if you're crying about the thought of other – like, she was saying how at cocktail parties she would get really upset and other girls would talk to him. Like, it would, it would re- – and she starts crying, talking about other girls, which we all have insecurities. And I'm not saying it isn't valid, but it's also like you shouldn't be in this environment. It's literally the point of the show. Why are you shocked? Like, oh, my God, other girls are talking to him. And she's like, I feel like he's my boyfriend. We made this connection when – when I was away and it's like, yeah, but they were also on physical dates with him, like in front of his face. Like, I just don't. Anyway, they have like a nice, her family seem really lovely. Brooke's brother and Jimmy have a chat 
on the balcony, there are no eclairs being eaten. It's upsetting. And the brother says that Brooke needs a man who's going to be there for her physically. Like, she needs that. And Jimmy's like, yeah, my goal is to do long haul. da 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 One week off. How many times have I this fucking roster? I know his roster back to front. I go to the airport and be like, Jimmy's going to be here. You know, like, we fucking know. <laughs> my notes are, Jimmy explains his goal is to do long haul, but he's gone one week and back one week. That's so hot. I want that so badly. Fuck me. I need to date a pilot. That literally was my... That's why I typed out about, fuck me, I need to date a pilot. So the brother says he questions how, like, how would Brooke be away from her friends and family in Melbourne being in Sydney? Like, it's a big deal. I'm like, isn't Brooke an adult woman? What? Like, like I'm just worried about her. It's like, again, if this is truly how people see you and how you see yourself, you shouldn't be on this show. Like, I'm so sorry. You, like, you're an adult woman. If you want to move for someone, that's your decision. But, like, the fact that he, your family thinks you could not handle being in a different city away from your family when it's an hour flight is not a good sign. Tony, am I being really harsh on her? Like, if my sister was like, I don't think Abby could handle leaving Brisbane, I'd be like, that's so embarrassing. Not that I blame their brother, but it's like, I'd be like, wow, I have some work to do where my family don't think that I can be away from them. Um, her brother, I'm so sorry, I didn't get his name. That's why I keep going, the brother. So I'm sorry, so, the brother. You seemed very lovely. He's like, I think that Brooke is going to struggle with your with your lifestyle and she's not independent. She's actually quite dependent on her partners and she's going to feel very alone. Anyway, Jimmy's like, oh, fuck, I thought I'd get some clarity from her family. And they'd be like, no, no, Brooke will be fine. But they're like, no, she won't. She won't be fine. He's like, shit. So Jimmy's really upset. He obviously really likes her. And he says, I know Brooke could make me happy, but I don't know if I can make Brooke happy. And he seems really upset and like, walks away from his Voxy and is like, don't look at me. Every day. You know, Christina Aguilera, ever get that joke? Laugh. So, rose ceremony time and what the fuck? Carly goes home. I'm pissed off. So, I asked Carly, did you see it coming? Did Jimmy explain what the fuck is happening? He spoke about how he really wanted it to be me because I think he liked the idea of who I was and how to fit into his family and all of those things. But he also said that there was something missing for him that over time he would probably be able to find but we just didn't have time. So it was just that thing that isn't a thing that needs to be there that was still missing for him. And, like, that makes complete sense because, like, I find when I'm dating people, I'll look at them on paper and be like, you're so great, but there's something missing. So I think it was that thing. Did that, and I'm not saying this, I'm not trying to be mean here, I'm genuinely asking because I have this weird thing as well. I think, like you were saying, you feel like you're perfect on paper. You're like, everyone loves the idea of me and then they can never like fully be yeah. in it or they never really commit. I have the same thing. And Matt said the same thing to me. He's like, something's missing for me. And I was like, bitch, can someone please identify what is missing? Did you? Were you kind of like, oh, this is my I exact know. insecurity that I've told you? Yeah, I was like, been there, done that. I've heard this before. Um, but it was also different though because I think I this is a weird way to say it, but I kind of use this process as a bit of an experiment for me. I don't think I'm great at communicating in a relationship and maybe me being this perfect Carly is my fault too. So with Jimmy, I decided to like completely cut all that out and I was really open with my communication with him and like I was thriving in it. It was working and he was amazing with it. So even though he said that at the end, I was like, that's cool. I get it. But I've grown so much, so thank you for helping me work out that thing that was missing for me in relationships as well. So it was all very lovely and very nice. And, um, yeah, we just gave each other a 
big hug and said we'd miss each other and hope we can be friends and Cute. here we are. We are and, yeah, it was all really nice and I just kind of got it. All right, that's enough for this week. Next week is finale. I wonder who's going to win. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. It's a lot, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it?